0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of For the Girl. This is part two of our friendship episode. Last week we talked about um, how to find friends. We talked about a bunch of different P's, the letter P, and they're so memorable and so important. So if you haven't listened, go back, listen to that episode. Because today we're talking about a little bit of a different thing, and that's how to keep friendships. Like some important aspects of meaningful friendships and how to go deep together and all the things. So it's gonna be amazing. I'm really excited for this conversation. Was very anxious to record this episode because we really left everybody at a cliffhanger last week.
1: (laughs) it was a game time decision, which was the best part. We really thought it was gonna be one episode and then there was just so much to talk about when it comes to friendships that we had to break it up in two. So if you've been patiently waiting, now is the time. We're going to jump into maintaining, growing, deepening friendships. But actually, it's not the time. I lied. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, whoa, we're going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because we've got to do today's top three, which is just us bringing three random things that are happening in our lives, topics we want to discuss, things that we're loving, things that we're hating, uh, just so that we can gap and chat. Because one of Ken's and I's favorite hobbies is chit chatting. We oh, chit chat. Yeah. Basically, you're getting an in-depth look at what it looks like when we FaceTime each other. Uh, So, We are long-distance friends, so a lot of our friendship takes place over FaceTime, but it feels like we're together because we literally chit-chat every single day. So, Yeah.
0: Remember when I hadn't seen you until like two months after your wedding, and then I saw you, and then I was like, somebody was like, is this the first time you guys are seeing each other since you got married? And I was like, no. And then but realized it, it was. Was, which was I know crazy. anyway
1: like I feel like this is sounds funny but I feel like I don't miss you ever only because I feel <laughs> like I'm always with you <laughs> even though we yeah, are I
0: know FaceTime
1: is <laughs> so, good that way yeah. it is it is okay all right so for the first thing I want to discuss this week is I actually need your help so okay. I'm I'm going to a wedding this weekend where I'm a plus, Mm. you know, I'm a plus one at the wedding, and Tyler's in the wedding. And is that not Mm. the worst, when your significant other is Mm. in the wedding, and you have to, like, you know, sit at a table by yourself, hang out by yourself, all the things while they're, like, while they're at the head table. So, I need you to give me some tips. Actually, I need you to hype me up. Like, should I be talking to, like, Uncle Ronnie? Should I be, like, Becoming friends with, like, the mom of the groom? Like, what should I be doing?
0: Yeah. Okay. Mac has a tendency. It's very kind of her, but she clings to the outsider, which I love this about you, (laughs) Mac. It's so nice. You're just so kind. But then you do, and you must admit, sometimes you get stuck in the corner and you, like, don't even want to be there because you're just, like, chatting it away for way too long with the grandma who, like, doesn't talk much or something. (laughs) don't make yourself miserable is my advice like you okay if if you see somebody like fun like a girl that's your vibe that's like loud and crazy and like whatever just like clean go hang out with them and jive like really put yourself out there that's that's what I would say
1: okay do you dance at weddings are you like on the (laughs) dance floor wild and crazy
0: well, I must say, first of all, I'm like not much. Of, I'm not a good dancer, so it's really awkward for me. But like sometimes I just like do it. Sometimes I'm like bold enough to do it, or at least have energy to do it. And then sometimes I'm like, no, I don't know why. <laughs> what the mood? Like why it changes? But I feel overall, that overall, no. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: I feel that a lot. Yeah. Okay, that's good advice. That's good Wait, advice. Are you
0: gonna be like going going ham with the boogie in?
1: and uh, no probably not honestly <laughs> I used to love to dance and then I like kind of lost it now I don't I love it I used to it's love like it our
0: older age I think
1: I, I lost it and it's depressing yeah but I'm actually thankful because you know by the time dancing comes around your significant other usually can hang out with you by then and so Tyler yeah. is kind of more he doesn't like love love the dancing either so we usually have fun during that part we'll do some we'll chat with people together or something so Uh,
0: lucky you josh loves dancing and so oh my goodness dragged out
1: there literally (laughs) the the hot news at my wedding after the wedding was how good of a dancer josh was everybody kept coming up to me and being like i didn't know josh was such a dancer Oh
0: my gosh. Okay. Well, good dancer is questionable, but funny dancer is really true.
1: I promise you, people told me he was a good dancer. I'm pretty sure Tyler told me that, and my sister told me that, and like my mom. So it was hot news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He definitely loves to dance. So I think I've started to dance more since I've been married to him because there's no option. Uh, there's no other option. Yeah. Like, he's so crazy that it actually, like, Is whatever. Like, he's not, like, good where you, like, feel like you're, like, oh, no, I can't even dance because you're, like, really outdoing me. He's just, like, wild. So it kind of makes it fun.
1: Yeah. I love that. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Look out there. You got it. Thank
0: you. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to hype you up. Mac, you got it. You're so cool. I bet your dress is going to be stand out and everybody's (laughs) going to want to hang out with you. They're all going to be, like... Oh my gosh, that girl, that fun dress. I want to hang out with her. So, like we talked about last week, just you know, be the pursuer. Okay. You know, be the they pursuer. Think you're cool, so you gotta like.
1: We okay. okay. All right. Okay. So Moving on. The next thing <laughs> I want to
0: ask for my advice because I just go off. I don't think you <laughs> even did ask for my advice. <laughs> <laughs> <So> whatever. Okay.
1: <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is soda shops. So. Um okay. oh, like you that. know how in Utah everybody is getting their sodas with like cream and flavor additions and things? Have you heard about this? In Utah? Yeah, it's big in Utah. They have these places called, like, I think it's called, like, Sip or Stir or something like that, and, like, you get, like, Diet Coke, but in it, they'll put, like, coconut creamer, lime, and raspberry or something like that. Kind of like Sonic, but, like, it's all the rage in Utah. So, anyways, they opened. It is. Ask TikTok. (laughs) So, they opened one in Charlotte, and I went. And they have sodas, Ooh. different sodas. And then they have like little snack treats. of so like pretzel bites, cookies, popcorn, oh. things like that. So I got the peach one. It was like diet Dr. Pepper with like peach and some sort of cream and, and lime maybe. And oh my goodness, I'm obsessed. It was so good. I dream of it. I'm dreaming of it right now. No way. And I hear that you're big into sonic waters, which is kind of like <laughs> it.
0: wait that's crazy you love it isn't it too sweet maybe for you or is it like oh I feel like you're just changing your mindset going there like you're not having a normal daily drink you're having a good dessert
1: yeah it's like a treat so you know sometimes like I don't love like a second cup of coffee and like a latte in the afternoon like I always think they look great like it seems nice but I never really like them so this is like if you're gonna treat yourself in the afternoon to a really yummy drink that like is just so weird and out there that it's so good
0: okay like yeah like a treat oh my gosh well I'd be down for that that sounds really good I haven't had one yet but I think there's one in Nashville because didn't you get one the other day when you were here
1: yes oh my goodness I forgot about that yeah when we were at our little video shoot they asked if we wanted the sodas but they didn't have creamers in them so the uh, one that I got had like a creamer in it. Cream. So and maybe you could get that there.
0: This is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. It's like the new milkshake or something, I guess. And yes, I am into Sonic Waters. It's nothing special. And I honestly always feel bad going and ordering one because it's like two dollars and I like feel like it's rude to like not order the whole menu there or something. But I think it's fine. Other people do it. But it's you get one of those giant waters and you ask for I like the fresh strawberry and fresh lemon and so it's like muddled strawberry it's not really fresh strawberry it's kind of like a muddled strawberry situation like syrup and then real fresh lemons and it just is like this big giant sonic ice water and i like love it kelsey introduced me to it so
1: yeah nice nice yum okay well everybody out there you got to try these soda shops or sonic (laughs) sonic (laughs) waters one or the other (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, the last thing that I wanted to talk about and tell you about and tell everybody about was that this week I got the awesome opportunity to um be a part of a camp called Rainbow Express and it is a camp that is for people with disabilities and um it's something that I've gotten to do multiple summers in a row and I just forget how absolutely incredible it is. It's literally the most joy-filled week of my year and is so fun. You get partnered up one-on-one with a young adult with disabilities and you go through the whole camp together and you just become besties and it is so cool, so powerful. Tyler and I both did it together and like we had to miss the last couple days and I'm so bummed and so sad because it's literally the coolest week and I just felt like I saw glimpses of God all week long. And so I don't know, this is just my push to you, Kens, to everybody out there that like if this is something that you could get a part of and get to be a part of in your community, it's just the best way to spend your time and like is so life-giving and I just had to hype it up on the podcast. So Wait, so can you do it in other cities? So Rainbow is only in Charlotte. It's in Matthews where I live. Um, actually, so my like really good friend here, her mom started it. And so they started it because they couldn't find a camp for their son who had disabilities. And so they started doing it. And then now they have like 150 campers every single summer. And then they do like ongoing programs throughout the year as well. But I know like Young Life has Capernaum. And which I think is kind of everywhere. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's tons of opportunities in every city, but it's just like so cool. It's amazing. And I wanted uh, to talk about it.
0: You, <laughs> while you were serving the children, I was on vacation in Mexico. So now I'm feeling really guilty, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, I'll come, I'll have my moment here soon. But wait. Well,
1: and no, it's cool. They weren't even kids. Like, uh, the, the girl that I was with, her name was cruzy and she was 26. And then I was also with a girl named Brie and she was 29. So she was literally my age, which was just so cool. And so fun. She just got married a month ago too. And we're going to do a double date with her and her husband. We're excited about it.
0: Does her husband also have, um, disabilities
1: no so she had a physical disability so she was in a wheelchair um and so yeah it ranges different types of disabilities um some Uh, were developmental some were physical different types so yeah
0: oh sweet uh that'll be so (laughs) cute and fun um did it make you like fall in love with tyler more watching him serve the yeah that's so true it was i would always i would
1: always sneak glances of him you know walking around doing his thing and it was
0: really cute i was like
1: "Ooh, he's mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> right that's
0: amazing cute yeah. I
1: love it. well that's fun yeah oh oh wait i got one more thing about rainbow this is so okay, funny yeah. but so they so the woman who runs the camp is like uh, a really good family friend and so she always asks me if i will like be a part of worship if i'll sing so i sing i don't sing anymore but Most people know, like I used to. So Ah. I literally like jumped up on this, like I jumped up on this stage, and you know that Maverick City song "Promises" that has like it's a guy sings it, but there's like a girl part towards the end. I think it's like the bridge.
0: Okay, kind of yeah. So
1: the the main guy who's leading worship, he's like, "Will you sing the girl part?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I've never sung this. We didn't practice. Like literally, I just walked on stage no. and, and I literally laughed. I asked him, I was like, is this the part? Like on stage, I was like, is this the part? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I start singing. <laughs> no. I literally sing five words. And you would have thought I was Whitney Houston. How how amazing they thought I was! Like literally, the whole (laughs) room like erupted in applause. The girls on the front row were like screaming their heads off, and I was like giggling. It was like I I was like, according to Rainbow, I am Beyonce. Like I need to come back. I need to make a comeback. According to them.
0: Did you have
1: a mic? Yeah, I had a mic. It was.
0: Wait, was Tyler videoing this?
1: No, he wasn't videoing it, but I caught. Con- I made eye contact with him, and he was giggling. He was like, "This is so funny." <laughs> Wait! Oh my gosh, I would have paid to be there. Yeah, I
0: literally can't even believe that happened. It was, I was gonna ask for the video.
1: It was so funny, and like I wasn't good. Like it was way too high for no, me. No, I because because that girl sings so high. So it was so funny, but I was I was <laughs> like. Giggling to myself that I felt really good about myself after that one. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, yeah. You guys, if you didn't know, so many people are surprised, probably. They're like, what? Max sings? Yes, she does. She's a <laughs> singer. And it's amazing. Well, she doesn't really sing anymore, but if yeah. you don't know already, uh, she when she went to Belmont for college in Nashville, she was a singer-songwriter, Major. That's what she like wanted to do. And yeah. now she doesn't do it anymore, but you can look her up on Spotify. So
1: <laughs> Wilson. yeah, pretty funny. Pretty funny. Yes. Okay. But but I think it's time to jump into this episode. Uh, part two of our friendship talking all about what does it look like to maintain and to keep really life giving and meaningful and God honoring friendships.
0: Hey guys, it's Ken's here. I'm just popping on real quick to ask you to leave a review. This seriously is so helpful because it helps you just like get it in the eyes of so many more people. Um, if you have five seconds, maybe you're running right now, maybe you're driving, maybe you're walking down the street, seriously pull, scroll down on the podcast app, find the little review section, and leave like a one-sentence review. It might take you one second, but has a huge kingdom impact. Um, if this episode has helped you, given you direction, it's honestly the best first step to get it in the hands of somebody else. So thank you so much. We love reading your reviews. We'll see it out there. And thanks for listening.
1: Okay, I am ready for this whole conversation about developing deeper, meaningful friendships. Um, I feel like I've definitely been in so many seasons of trying to find friends, but I've also been in those seasons where I just have a desire to take my friendships deeper and to almost like really intentionally invest in friendships. And um, these are just some of the things that I have done or just things that I felt God called me to do and Ken's to do, things I've learned through Ken's and I's friendship that have really been the difference makers. Like these three things are the things that have really almost separated my friendships from like really amazing, powerful, meaningful, lifelong friendships and the ones that you maybe have for a few months and then they fade away. Um, and so these are for you if you're in that season, but also for you, if maybe you're feeling a lot of conflict in a friendship, I think that oftentimes we get so many messages about girls who are like, I have friend drama and what do I do? It's heartbreaking. And it's, um, just really like earth shattering. And I think these are things that you can begin implementing into your friendships that you're having conflict in and just see if they help to turn the tides and help to make them healthy again and help to make them uh, really life giving again. And I think if you bring these to the table, then the friendships that you're in will also start to respond. And if they kind of bring these in return, then I think it's a friendship worth holding on to. And if not, then maybe it's a friendship, a time where you start looking for some different types of people to invest in friendships with. And so hopefully this conversation is just going to be really practical. You know, Ken's and I, we love practical, easy things to remember. Um, And so we want to talk about three markers of meaningful friendships. So, Ken, before we jump in, though, we give everybody a little bit of a history on our friendship and kind of like how our friendship has kind of evolved over the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, so I'll give you the synopsis. So we met in college during freshman orientation. I need to do a TikTok about this. This is one of my TikTok ideas because I want to talk to all the the freshmen out there who are nervous to go to college and because they're like, oh, my gosh, am I going to meet friends? Well, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Mac and I met at freshman orientation that time when your moms are with you, your parents are with you, and you're mm-hmm. just like awkwardly wandering campus, that was us. We were awkward. And we are making salads. And trust me, don't worry, Mac. This whole story won't have this much detail, but we we're making <laughs> salads at the salad bar. And Mac's mom overheard my mom call me Mackenzie and then forced us to me. So that was the beginning of our friendship. And then We kind of like, you know, saw each other on campus, but didn't really make, weren't really friends until the end of our freshman year, became friends, started Delight together the next year. And then from that point forward, I feel like our friendship really has been marked with like this kingdom purpose. Like we were like, okay, we like are really, truly meant to be friends. Oh, I'll just say one more thing too. The first time we, like, started hanging out, I remember really loving Mac, and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want to be friends with this girl, but we were leaving for the summer, and so I – we talk about this a lot and how impactful this was, but we were so intentional about, like, quote-unquote, like, pursuing each other that summer, like, checking in with each other, like, even though we barely knew each other, mm-hmm. um, and then when we got back, it was, like, so clear that we were going to hang out and that we, like – wanted to be friends and so I would just say that we talked about that last episode but do that for sure if you want to be friends with somebody and anyways it's just embarked by kingdom friendship and yeah we yeah. had our ups and downs we graduated college and pursued um delightful time delight if you don't know is this college women's ministry that we started and now it's at college campuses all across the country when we graduated we didn't know if this was going to be like our full-time job that really felt like God was calling us to do that so we jumped in and we really have just grown up with each other. Like, it was that season of life, like, oh, my gosh, like, I was dating a guy forever and broke up with him that, like, first year out of college, and that was super hard, and Mac was there for me and that. Um We've done the whole, like, had the same friend group in college. And then when we graduated, kind of tried to have our own friend groups. That was hard. And we <laughs> yeah. like, tried to merge them at times, too, because we just didn't know where the boundaries were. And then our friendship has gotten really hard in work, too, like, just because we yeah. work together, like, we've had to make some really big decisions together. And it's that there's been some trials. I mean, there's literally a coffee date where Mac told me that she didn't want to be friends anymore and <laughs> it's like, true. No, we have to be friends and then we became better friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And now I feel like we've just grown up through it and have honestly gone through so much and fought so hard for our friendship and prayed so much over our friendship that like and gotten so much guidance and counsel in our friendship that we have like so much to share and to offer to everybody when it comes to friendship so yeah this comes from experience to say the least (laughs) yeah
1: yes we have had some high highs of course but we've also had some extremely low lows like i feel like we have been to like the end and back when it comes to friendship and it's really cool because now we live in kind of the sweet spot of like the freedom of it. I like, I think we mentioned in the beginning, like we are long distance friends and we don't even feel it. <laughs> uh, we literally feel like we're in each other's everyday lives. And so it's really sweet and cool. It's just been, I think we've been through so many different seasons. And so really wanted to share just like three things that have marked our friendship that I really believe are markers of kind of those next level friendships, those friendships that can survive the roughest storms, those friendships that have kingdom purpose, those friendships that aren't just about your comfort and um, you're not being able to be lonely on Friday nights. Like these are the friendships that are meaningful that changed the world around them, and that I really do believe put the love of Jesus on display. And so um, we're really excited to talk about these. So I want to jump right into it. So like I said, three markers of meaningful friendships. And so the first one that I want to talk about is that meaningful friendships aren't about you. (laughs) And this is a tough one. This is one of those hard truth ones where you're like, what? My friendships aren't about me? And the best kind of friends, the best kind of friendships are the ones where you literally lay your pride aside. You lay your own like needs and wants and desires aside and you literally lay your life down for that person. You choose to serve that person. Um, And this isn't this isn't every friendship because it takes a lot of maturity and it takes a lot of like really seeing your friendship as a place to put the love of Jesus on display. And so I love the fact that friendship and community designed God's way was always meant to bring God glory. Um, you think about John 13, 35, Jesus is talking to his, to his disciples the night before he goes to the cross and he says, Hey, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples and that's if you love one another. And it's just saying that if we love the people around us really well, if we love our friends well, people will know Jesus. And that's not yeah. something to just take lightly. Like I believe like I was put here on earth to like share the love of Jesus with people around me and Jesus gives me a really easy way to do it. He says love your people, love the people that I've put in your life. Like love your friends, honor your friends, serve your friends, lay down your life for your friends. And I think oftentimes the world has just trained us that like friendship, is it about us feeling less lonely or us having more fun or us having that person that we can call and vent to? But in reality, friendship designed God's way puts the love and message of Jesus on display to the world. And so what I love about that is that our approach to friendship should ultimately model the way that Jesus loved his friends. And we get four books of the Bible that show us how Jesus loved his friends, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And here's what I think is so crazy about Jesus and the way he did friendships is Jesus straight up went to the cross for his friends. Like, jesus went to the furthest place of service for the friends in his life and so if we want to have kingdom friendships if we want to have friendships that put the love of jesus on display to the world then that type of friendship is going to involve sacrifice. It's going to involve service. It's going to involve laying aside your pride. It's going to involve heartbreaking moments. But what's so cool is that that is a part of God's plan for putting the love of Jesus on display to the world. And that's a part of God's plan for community for us. And so if you want to kind of jump to that next level of friendship with the people around you, start laying down your life for them start sacrificing mm-hmm. for them start going out of your way to honor them to serve them to encourage them and just watch as Jesus gets the glory and your friendships just begin to deepen in the most mm-hmm. incredible cool ways
0: yes it's so exciting i think a couple i think of a couple practical things here the first i think is really easy when it comes to friendships aren't about you is to celebrate your friends Mm-hmm. And this has been true for Mac and I, like, I even think about, I mean, just a really relevant topic about boy stuff. And <laughs> um, yeah. There's been times in our friendship where maybe, like, Mac, like, had got, like, a boyfriend. And, like, to be honest, when you're really close friends and, like, your friend gets boyfriend. When like, did this there's... happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: This is, this is hypothetical. I was gonna say this never actually happened to us because honestly, Ken's always had a boyfriend and I never did. <laughs> okay,
0: so honestly, you should be the one telling me talk about this. But I learned from the way you treated me. Okay, so anyways, anytime, <laughs> okay. all right, let's let's be let's tell the honest truth. Okay, anytime I had a boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> that kind of sucks for Mac because. You know, here's my next boyfriend. And let's just say he's a really good looking guy, one that Mac just deeply wished to be with. Yeah, just, you know. (laughs) Why doesn't he like me? I wish he had long curly hair. I love that. (laughs) This is not, (laughs) thankfully, honestly, Mac and I always have very different types. So we never like got super envious of each other's guys, but let's just say that she was
1: definitely the fact that you had somebody for sure.
0: Okay, so yeah, she still chose to like celebrate that with me, even though she like was really single and that probably sucked. She chose to be like, you know, friendships aren't about me. Like I'm gonna celebrate this like new good thing in Kenza's life and genuinely celebrate it. Like get excited for her, like do something special for her, go out of her way to celebrate her. So or okay, so even outside of job or outside of boys, this could be a job or a new opportunity. Yeah. This is real for Mac. Mac always got like the next coolest like speaking engagement or something like that. <laughs> the things I'm bringing up are honestly kind of funny. Okay, so Mac got like the next coolest speaking engagement, and I can sit there on the sidelines, never getting asked to speak, and be like. I love this. Yes. Like I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to be front row. I'm going to be like really excited for this new opportunity in your life, a job opportunity or whatever it might be for your friends. Like choose to celebrate them and remember it's not about you, but celebrating them. So I think that's a really easy thing a tangible thing. Another thing is just like, Showing up for them on hard days and good days, like this, convicts me so much. If all the three things that we're going to talk about today, this is probably the hardest one um, for me. Just friendships aren't about you because I I just tend to be calm, really self centered and minded, and forget to like show up for my friends. And I mm-hmm. I like forever have wanted to get better at this, but I think about just like mm-hmm. friends that show up for me when when I like get sick or drop something off at my doorstep or or um, sit with me when I'm really sad and their life might be really busy, but they know it's not about them or to to show up for me on happy days or on our anniversary to, like, send us a gift or something like that. Like, that's going out of your way to sacrifice, whether it's sacrificing finances, time, or whatever. You're just there for your friends. And those friendships have so so much depth and so much meaning, so much goodness in them. Um, Mm. So I think this can be really tangible in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. And that makes me think Ken's like, I'm so glad that's the thing that convicts you. Cause it, it convicts me too. Like, this is not natural for me, but I also want to speak to the girl who's like maybe really good at this. Like she's really good yeah. at serving her people. And like, she's the girl who's got the gift basket ready, you know, at any moment, <laughs> ready to go. But yeah. maybe for you, you've grown bitter towards your friends because you're not seeing that same, like almost like thing in return. And I think for you, I would just remind you like to really humble yourself here and like, are you doing those things for your friends because you're trying to get something in return or are you doing those things for your friends because you really do want to put the love of Jesus on display for them? And I think that oftentimes we start to kind of almost like measure up our friendships and be like, well, I did these three things for her. Is she going to do these three things for me? Yeah. And I just don't believe that's the way that God designed his type of community. Um I think that's the way the world wants us to do it is that it has to be like tit for tat. But I think when we choose to follow Jesus, we, he literally erased that system of measuring. Like he has already given us all that we need in him so that we can then give abundantly to the people around us. And, and I'll just say, if you do that, if you can have that heart set and that mindset, It's such a healthier place for your friendships because you don't need your friendships to show up for you to like feel encouraged and to know who you are. And so keep finding that in Jesus and then let that love from your friendships be overflow and keep doing those things for your friends because I can guarantee you it's making a difference and I can guarantee you that it's changing their hearts how they want to love you in return because I'm the girl who's not good at those things and I have a friend who does that for me so well And it makes me want to show up for her so much. Like, literally, I'm like, I need to be more like her. And I'm like, I need to be that friend for her. And it's like, it's not natural for me, but it's really encouraging me to be like that in her life. And so I think what you're doing really does matter. And it really does make a difference. And so I just think these friendships, these next level friendships are just like all about outdoing one another in honor that Romans 10 or Romans 12 verse, um, I'll do one another in honor. I just believe that's such a beautiful picture of kingdom friendships, friends who just like go out of their way financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically to serve their friends. And so, yeah, Yeah. I love it. So
0: good. So good. Okay. Hopefully you learned something in that one. Okay. The next thing we want to talk about is that meaningful friendships. This is huge. Have to get messy. (laughs) This might happen more naturally for some people than others. Um, But yeah, if you try to have it all together with your friends and have poised hangs and formal conversations, (laughs) um, you Mm. just are put together trying to impress your friends all the time, um, it's just not going to work. It's not going to last. It's not going to have depth. And you're never going to feel known. You never will. And I think we could all get a lot better at being vulnerable quickly. Like, even for me, like, this maybe is a bit more natural for me, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I I need to jump to this faster. Like, I really do. And not to be, like, the friend that's like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been awful. Let me tell you. (laughs) And, like, I'm not going to be, like, overbearing about it, but I definitely just want to be more authentic and more honest and get Mm -hmm. real with my friends quickly it's funny I kind of forget about this with you now Mac like it happens so naturally yeah but I want to model this like what we have to my other relationships because I think of my other friendships that are more new in Nashville and the way I'm vulnerable with them is like way more like put together like sure yeah. I'm like sharing things that are hard but I'm like sharing them in a way that like makes sense to them or relates to them or yeah. is comprehensible or whatever and like I don't think about that when I'm talking to you like when I'm talking to you I'm just like whatever I'm just like still totally. being say whatever and so yeah it makes you really think even as I'm talking I'm like oh my gosh like that would build so much more intimacy in meaning and depth in my friendship if i was just like jumped to the realness more quickly and like i genuinely think it would just like create a bond that with those people that like you can't find if you hold that back and so yeah yeah, i think that there's a lot more depth and intimacy that happens when we're when we're willing to get messy with our friends
1: yeah i think that's so good and so true i love this quote from Tim tim keller says to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. But mm-hmm. to be to be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. And isn't that so true that, like, God yeah. knows us fully and he loves us fully. And so it only makes sense that the friendships that are going to be marked by him are the friendships where we are fully loved yes but also fully known and that that is a way that we can almost practice that almost like spiritual practice with God we can practice that in our friendships and so Mm -hmm. if I'm constantly bringing Ken's my like best self like she's not really knowing me (laughs) you know like I gotta Mm -hmm. let Ken see me on my bad days and oh my goodness I'm learning this in marriage right now and like it is hard hard but it is so real and so good like in marriage there's nowhere to hide like you know on your bad days when you're so cranky and like literally anything annoys you and I'm like literally like if someone off the street met me they would literally think I was an atheist because I'm the worst person ever today <laughs> you know like and not the atheists are the worst people ever but you know what I mean like I just like lose all my um I lose all Fire my balls yeah I lose all my marbles I'm not kind I'm not nice and but how powerful is it to let Tyler see me like that and know that he's still gonna love me and then the same in my friendships like that's where I think Ken's you and I like you've seen my worst days like you've seen my like least pretty moments and I feel so loved by you because you continue to choose to love me and you don't care if I'm always at my best You certainly call me to be better and you certainly call me out on those days. But you don't say, hey, I only love you when you're at your best. Like you say, I love you when you're at your worst, too. And I'm going to help you get back to your best. And so I think sometimes, too, we often think that just because our friendships um, have conflict that means that it's not a meaningful friendship and it's not a marked by God friendship. I know there have been seasons in my life. It's like the hard friendships. I'm like, well, they must not, (laughs) God must not want me to have it because it's hard. But I actually think the reverse, like I know for you and I's friendship, Ken's like your friendship has been one of the harder friendships. We just had to face some really hard things, but it is without a doubt my most meaningful friendship because we have literally had to walk through really hard things we have said really hurtful things to each other yet we have learned god's level of grace for each other god's level of forgiveness for each other god's level of acceptance for each other and so i now have confidence that if that were to happen again i know we would get back again like i know it because we've been to the hardest days and we've come back from them and i know that with god's help we will do it again and again and again and again and so if you're going through conflict with a friend right now It doesn't mean you got to give up on it. Honestly, press in, go back to that first thing, love them, serve them, lay down your life for them. Let it get messy so that then God can bring redemption and healing to it and show you just how meaningful it can be when you are fully known by someone and also fully loved by someone. So I just love it. They got to get messy. They got to get real.
0: <laughs> it's really true. That quote was so freaking good. I think of this, um I don't have I told you that at the time that Ansley and Will had that hard conversation with me and Josh. Did I ever tell you about this? No, do tell. Oh, it was good. It's like a good example of how friendships have to get messy. So Ansley and Will were like in the season that we were really like looking for friends, Ansley and Will were kind of like a first couple friends. These, these, this couple that me and Josh were like, oh, we love hanging out with them or whatever. So we hung out. We started to become better friends, but still kind of new friends. And um this is a bit ago now. But anyways, we went to dinner with them one night um, and talked about how we like got invited to be a part of this other small couple, small group. And previously with them, we had talked about with Anseline and really, had talked about doing a small group together, like starting one as couples. And then at this dinner, we kind of threw upon them without like realizing how it could have been hurtful that we like are going to go to this other small group. And I know that sounds crazy, but there just had been some time in between the two conversations. And anyways, uh, Josh and Will went out to coffee like A couple days later, and we Will just sat down with him, and he was, like, hey, man, I just wanted to talk to you about something. He was, like, you guys, like, this isn't your fault at all, but it just is, like, hurtful. It just hurt us to hear that you guys are, like, going to join this other thing, and, like, Mm. you're totally good. Like, go for it, but just wanted to, like, let you know that, like, I wish you would have, like, been, like, either more clear and less flippant in that conversation that, like, that was an option for you guys, and blah, 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 and it was, like, so – and so then Josh, like, received that and brought it back to me. Of course, I was, like, picking myself. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, why didn't I say that like that? I literally was, like, dying. I'm so glad yeah. you didn't go to coffee with me because they would have just literally <laughs> crumbled inside. But anyways, it was, like, so sweet. And it was such a bonding moment for us. Yeah. Like, the fact for them to step out and have enough, like, to care enough yeah. for our friendship to, like, say something or to be honest felt super good although it hurt at the same time and from that moment forward it just is like I mean you know there were some of our best friends now and like I feel like that really marked like a lot for us and so yeah. I I don't know speaking to anybody who's listening right now like yeah if there's been a moment where your friend hurt you or new even if it's a new friend and it feels uncomfortable like they were new friends for us like go for it still have that hard conversation and because I really do think that it's through those vulnerable moments that like the friendship does create more meaning and it will last longer. And yeah, it's really important. So that's yeah. a fun little story.
1: Real life. That was good. That's so real. Yeah. That meeting meaningful friendships, they almost have to get hard. Like, that's the yeah. thing like that's the trial the opportunity that almost like allows the the relationship to deepen and so lean yeah. in when those conflicts arise you don't have to be like oh no eject this is a bad friendship now like this is yeah. the opportunity to almost take it to the next level and so it's really really good and really important and i think there's just really cool ways to depend on lord in the depend on the lord in the midst of having to be messy, having to be vulnerable and having to like be real about your hurt and your pain and, and asking someone, will you, will you join me in that? So, so good. Okay. So two markers so far have been meaningful friendships aren't about you. They have to get messy. And then number three, meaningful friendships are marked by intentionality. Um, and I really believe this. Like those friendships that are gonna go to the next level, they're always marked by some sort of choice of being super intentional in something. So it could be like, hey, do you want to read the Bible together? Like, Hey, let's go through this Bible study together. Or Hey, let's keep e- e- each other accountable to not gossiping together. Like let's serve our community together. Let's pray for this thing together. Like let's start this thing together. Like those little conversations are often the conversations where you choose to say like, Hey, you and me, let's do the thing. Do the hard thing together is often the thing that takes your friendships to the next level. Or even if you're in a friendship and you've had it for forever and it's just started to kind of like feel dull or feel like you're not vibing or you're not connecting. Like getting back to being intentional in your friendship Mm -hmm. is something that can totally shift the tides of your friendship. And I just think that like, we aren't called to be in community with people so that we can just have people to hang out with. We are called into community with people so that we can be on mission together so that we can go somewhere together. Like that, We're going to look different because of the friendship, because of how there's something in Ken's that God is placing Ken's that I want to shape me. I want to change me. I want to chisel me. And so Mm -hmm. I love this idea of intentionally going somewhere together, um, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, like, let's commit to this and let's do the thing. And I really believe that intentionality, those moments of intentionality are where deep friendships are formed and forged. I mean, the obvious one for Ken's and I is, We met, we became friends. Two months later, we decided to start a Bible study together. And here we are 10 years later, still on mission together. (laughs) All the other stuff, all the other stuff, the like people to hang with on Friday nights, the best friend who's the bridesmaid in your wedding, the girl who's got your back in highs and lows, the friend you vacation with, uh, the friend you have all the cute pictures with came because of that moment of super intentionality of like, hey, let's start this thing together. Like you need community, I need community. Like let's start a Bible study together. And then it's been in continued moments of intentionality, 10 years of that, of like, let's, you know do this together like i remember one summer we did like a social media challenge together we got rid of social media for three months i was like i'm gonna get rid of my social media and ken's was like well i'm doing it with you and i was like okay (laughs) and it marked it took our friendship to the next level once again and so Mm -hmm. i just think there's something really cool and easy to do about like grabbing your friend and saying hey let's do the thing together
0: Yeah, that's really good. It is important because it's so easy to just go through the motions. Like I think of the friends that I like grab coffee with like every two months or something. They're great. I love them. But like, there's not a ton of meaning there. And so if you find yourself with like a lot of those situations or a lot of those friendships, like maybe it's time to like rev it up a little bit and like find like, Something more intentional to do together. And yeah, just yeah. like you're saying, like I do believe that every friendship can have the kingdom purpose. And it doesn't have to look like like starting a podcast or a company together. Or, whatever, <laughs> or a Bible study. But yeah, it could be something small, even just going through a study together or just like um doing a regular dinner hang and inviting people over like there's endless opportunities that you could do to like be a little bit more intentional or even just the intentional conversations and accountability there is so important and will take your friendship to the next level 100 percent um obviously we have so many amazing studies if you don't know about that so like truly and i i'm not even just trying to sell a study right now but like Some of our studies, like, ask really, really good questions, like, yeah and surface conversation that doesn't just, like, happen. Um, Like, I even know, for Mac and I, like, it's really hard for us to, like, uh, have, like, really meaningful conversation on a regular basis because there's a lot of other things we just, like, want to talk about or go through or whatever, especially running this together. So it's, like, important for us to have intentional moments where we, like, can talk about the things that wouldn't normally come up in conversation and so if you're finding that to be true in your friendship you're just kind of going through the motions maybe having like going through a study like this where you get to talk about things like pride rejection comparison like just because it's in the book is really really helpful and will create a lot more meaning so yeah check out one of the studies they literally have questions you can go through it together keep each other accountable for time with jesus too which is huge. And do it with one friend, two friends, a little group, who knows where it could go, which is super fun.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. I so true. Like I think the studies are the perfect way of like, hey, let's they're only six weeks long. So it's like, hey, let's spend six weeks and read the Bible yeah. together and like look to Jesus together and grow together and ask each other hard questions and keep each other accountable, all the good things. So yeah, I hope that these things just like maybe inspired you, Uh, maybe they helped you to to recognize the friendships you have already that are super meaningful. Maybe you're like, oh my goodness, I have that friend where we serve each other and we're messy and we're intentional and like celebrate that friend and tell them how much they mean to you. And if maybe you're lacking these type of friendships, like go out and create them. Like, Literally, go have that intentionality conversation. Go start serving that friend. Go get more vulnerable with that friend, and just watch as your friendships just begin to deepen and and get more meaningful. And you just start to treasure them in a different way. Um, and it's just a really, really beautiful process. And I, I go back to that that scripture in John thirteen that says, you know, you will people will know you're my dis- my disciples by how you love one another. And so friendship is cute and fun and we love the Instagram photos about them but it it's truly a way that we can share the love of Jesus to the world around us. Like when you go out and you love your friend and you honor your friend and you serve your friend, people are seeing Jesus because of that. And that's important and that matters. And so go and like build these meaningful friendships because our world needs to see Jesus. We need to see the love of Jesus on display. And what a cool way that we get to do that.
0: Yes. Oh, cute. It makes me appreciative for our friendship, Mac.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: we get to do this well every single day, and it's really fun. And you guys can have these friendships too. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to episode number one or the part one of this episode, do that because if you're like, oh my gosh, how do I even find these friends? We talk about it in that episode, so that is really important to so start right there and then go deep with them and create that kingdom impact because it's so that opportunity is sitting right in front of you. So, yes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll catch you next week. We're in a random series of just all of our favorite things to talk about. So we have like a series of some awesome, awesome stuff down the pipeline. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be amazing.